Praise the Lord this evening. Amen. God is such an awesome God. What a beautiful day that He has given us today. Amen. Well, every day really is beautiful, regardless of what the weather may be or the circumstances. It's a gift from the Lord. I thank God for Sunday services. I want to thank God for all His many blessings. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to continue to pray one for another. We're going to pray for our country, our president, our state, our governor, our county, all the officials, even our city. Oh, Lord God of heaven, we thank you tonight. We praise you tonight. We lift you up tonight and know that you're a prayer answering God. You can do all things, oh, Lord. Help us to believe as we lift one another up. God, give us peace. Take away anxiety. Oh, Lord, continue to meet our needs. Thank you, you will. Help us to hold on to you, oh, Lord. We lift up our president and give him wisdom to lead our country. Not only through this virus, but also back to thee. We pray for our state and our governor, our county and all the officials, even our city. And Lord God, we ask to say that you would be with them and you would help them. Oh Lord God of heaven, that you would be so real in our midst. This is a time of revival. I know it is, oh God. Continue to stir our hearts to get closer to you and to love you more than ever before. In Jesus' name. Worship with us this evening as we sing to the Lord. Glory to his name.
worthy are you, Lord. Come on, right now. Allow the Lord to touch you. Come on, sing it. Close your eyes if you need to. Be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips. Ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my Thank you. 
that endureth forever. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. We're going to sing another song to Jesus. Continue to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can't wait until this virus is past us and that we could all meet without limitations, without reservations, in the house of the Lord to worship the only God. You heard me. Jesus is the only God. There is no other but Him.
could you? I don't deserve it. I'm going to be reading 
over in the book of Matthew. Our ensemble can be seated. Matthew 20, beginning with verse number 17. Going down to, I would think, 19, 17, 18, and 19. And the word of the Lord reads this. And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and to the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. And to deliver him to the Gentiles to mock, and to scurr, and to crucify. And the third day he shall rise again. Ooh, hallelujah. Ooh, glory. He is risen. He is risen. Now tonight, I'm going to have lots of scripture. Lots of scripture. So just bear with me. And I'm going to be teaching tonight. Stay with me. If you've got a pad of paper at home, I suggest you get it and begin to follow along and write this down. I'm going to give you so much information about the week of Passover. About the week of Passover. I'm going to go up and get my water. I feel like I'm going to need that. Excuse me. Amen. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. We're going to look at the timeline. Starting from Palm Sunday, going to the resurrection. Now, You've got to get this, or it's going to be hard for you to follow me tonight, that the Jewish day doesn't begin like our day. That's right. It does not start one second after midnight. That's right. In fact, it starts at 6 p.m., and then that day starts. For example, Monday would start Sunday night at 6 p.m. Tuesday would start at Monday night at 6 p.m. Wednesday would start Tuesday night at 6 p.m. You, you get what I'm saying, and it's a little confusing, but you have to be able to get that. You might want to take a note. So we're going to look at Palm Sunday. We're going to look at Palm Sunday. That's basically somewhere around the 10th of the month Nisa. 10th day of the month Nisa. We're going to look at this. Jesus, of course, just told his disciples, we're going up to Jerusalem. They're not going to be betrayed. And they're going to condemn me to death. They're going to give me to the Gentiles. They're going to mock me, scourge me, and crucify me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. Well, it's hard for them to understand that. But they went along with him, trusting him. And so in Matthew 21, we don't have time, I don't think, to pull up every scripture. I've got so many. We're going to look at some. I'll let Elder know the ones that I want to look at. We know that as he was on top of the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples down into Jerusalem saying, look for a donkey. Find that donkey where a man's never sat and bring him because I have need of him. He was right on the top of the Mount of Olives. They bring him the donkey. He gets on and he begins to ride down into Jerusalem and the people crying, Hosanna, save indeed. It was also like a greeting, like our hello. But the word means save now. Right. He starts writing down. And of course the Pharisees want the people to hold their peace. 
And he says, if they hold their peace, the very rocks will cry out. They begin to take palm leaves and put it in the rain and clothes and put it before him. As he rides that donkey all the way into Jerusalem. Wow, I'm sensing, Lord. Can you see it? I've been on the Mount of Olives. I've looked down from the top of there. I've looked down to the eastern gate. I saw basically the way he would go. It is an amazing sight to know that our Lord got on a donkey, on Palm Sunday, the 10th day of Nisan, and he begins to ride into Jerusalem. Now, when he gets there, he wasn't saying, okay, everyone, I'm here. He went into the temple. The temple. He went into the temple. You know what he did? He had a whip. And he began to overturn tables. The first thing that he did when he got into Jerusalem and he got off the donkey, he went into the temple and started running everybody out. Sure did. You have made my house and in a thieves, but it was called a house of prayer. What yeah. was really happening? Many of you don't really know what was happening. What was happening is during the time, of course, Roman was occupying that. And they had Gentile money. That's right. It was pagan money. And they couldn't buy things to offer with Roman money. So they had to go in, and the money changers were taking the Roman money and giving them shekels so they could buy. And he was upset about that because he said, listen, hey, you're taking pagan money trying to get God's money so that you can buy something to offer when you should be just having the shekel anyway, basically. And he ran them all out. That was the first thing he did on Palm Sunday. Then right after that, people started coming to him, lame and blind and deaf, and he began to heal them. And then in the evening, still Sunday, before 6 p.m., he went back to Bethany, which is about two miles east of Jerusalem. Remember, Bethany is where he resurrected Lazarus. In fact, before he rolled down, he was visiting them. And he rolled down, he kicked him out of the temple, he healed, and he went back to Bethlehem. Now, Monday night, excuse me, Sunday night at 6, started Monday. In the morning, the first thing he did was curse the fig tree. That's right. That's the first thing he did. He was hungry. He saw leaves, expecting to find figs on there. Found nothing. He cursed it. Let's follow him now. Stay with me. The rest of the day, that Monday, he was teaching. He was in the temple teaching. And then all of a sudden in Matthew 21, we see verses 23 through 27. The Pharisee says, hey, by what authority are you doing these? Well, he didn't answer them. He answered them with a question. He basically said, okay, okay, if you can tell me with what authority John the Baptist was baptizing, then I'll tell you. Well, they feared the people because they knew John was a prophet. And so therefore, he shut their mouth and we know he had the only authority basically on the planet. Then right after that, he began a parable about the kingdom of God and how there was two sons. He had a field. He said, go and work. And then the one said, said sure, I'm gone. I'm going to work. And the other one said, I'm not going to work. Well, the one that said, I wasn't going to work he repented and went, but the one that said he was going didn't go. And he asked the Pharisees, who of the two did the will of the Father? And they said, the one that repented. And so he said, unless you repent, you will 
perish. Oh my, I tell you what. Jesus told the truth, didn't he? Right after that, he talked about the tenants of a field. How those that were taking care of it, they killed and took the harvest. And then the owner of the field sent his son, saying, surely they'll reference my son. Seeing he is my heir, but they still killed the heir. And basically he was saying, that's what you're doing here. And then he went and told another parable of the kingdom of God. About a marriage feast. And everybody was bidding, hey, come, come, come. But nobody would come. That were willing to come. Nobody came. I wonder how Jesus feels when we don't come. I wonder how he feels when we can come, but we don't come. I wonder how he feels about that. And then he says, okay, you're unprofitable. I want you to go out and find the good and the bad and, and have them come. And so the wedding was furnished with gas and it was full. Now stay with me. This is still Monday. This is Monday, right after Palm Sunday. And then... The man of the wedding looked around and saw a man in there without a wedding garment. He says, how did you get in here without a garment? The proper garment. And they said, find him and cast him forth. I want to have the right garment on. Mm. I'm trying to give you the events of Passover. Starting with Palm Sunday, showing what he did, how he rode in Jerusalem, how he cast out those that were exchanging money, how he healed the sick, went back to Bethany. The next day, Monday, Early in the morning, he cursed the fig tree, he taught in the temple, and he went over these parables. In fact, the Pharisees still didn't get it, so they tried to catch him again. And they asked him, hey, do you pay taxes to Caesar? And he says, show me the inscription on the coin. Whose image is that? Well, that's Caesar's. He said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, unto God what is God." I think that's what we should do too. Wow. And then he began to talk about the resurrection. He began to go about the great commandment. I hope we don't forget that. He said, the great commandment, the first, is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. But the second is likely to the first, to love thy neighbor as thyself. This was Monday. Monday, the second day of the week. Remember, Sunday starts their first day. Sunday starts their first day. So Monday was the second day of the week. But he wasn't through. He was asked about David, and he explained. He said, listen, how can David say unto his Lord, sit unto my right hand, tell my enemies, my footstool, calling him a son, but yet he called him a Lord? How can he do that? And that quiet them. Let me tell you how he could do that. In his humanity, Jesus was of the lineage of David. But in his divinity, he was David's Lord. Don't ever forget that. And so I know that some of you are maybe having trouble staying with me, but you need to know the events of Passover. You need to understand when we have Easter service this Sunday, what took place before that day. You need to understand the timeline that we can find exactly in the scripture what took place Palm Sunday, what took place on Monday. Amen. Now, he talked about the coming judgment on Monday. Now on Monday, on Monday, before it was over, Judas 
contacted the Pharisees on how to portray the Lord Jesus. Right. Now Tuesday, remember Tuesday started Monday evening at 6 o'clock. In the morning, they were going back to Jerusalem and they noticed, Lord, there's the fig tree that thou cursed. They marveled that it was so soon withered. He talked about faith with them. And then he went back to Jerusalem and the Passover meal. On Tuesday, he didn't do any public teaching whatsoever. In the evening, Tuesday evening, before Wednesday, they had the Passover meal. There at the Passover meal, Jesus exposed Judas. He will always reveal, always reveal those that are really struggling living for him. I don't want to be that way. In fact, every one of the apostles said, Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? He said, The one that dippeth his hand in the sup with me is he. And so we're still on Tuesday. We're still on Tuesday. Still Tuesday. They went to Gethsemane. The battle intensified for Jesus. During the night, Jesus was arrested. Jesus was taken to the court of the Jews. The denial of Peter. Then Wednesday at 6 a.m. Wednesday at 6 a.m. Jesus was taken to Pilate. Judas commits suicide. That morning, Jesus is tried in the Roman court. Mid-morning, Jesus was sentenced and whipped. This is Wednesday. Wednesday. At 12 noon, the sixth hour, he was crucified and darkness came on the earth for three hours from six to three. And at 3 p.m., Jesus died. He gave up the ghost. He declared in his finished father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was buried before 6 p.m. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, by his stripes, we are healed. Hebrews 9 talks about the blood and how he dealt with our sin through that, the atonement. Hebrews 2 talks about Jesus is a faithful high priest. Now Thursday, Thursday, remember Joseph of Arimathea came and begged for the body of Jesus to get him buried before 6 p.m. on Thursday. It was the day before the preparation of the Sabbath. And Pilate marveled that he was so soon dead. He sent his centurions, check it out. Yes, they said he was dead. And then he gave him the body. His body was buried in Joseph's own tomb. He was there Thursday night. He was there Friday night, Thursday, 6 p.m. Are you with me? To the following 6 p.m., Friday. To the following 6 p.m., Saturday. Following 6 p.m., Sunday. Now on Sunday, sometime around 6 p.m., he rose. You say, well, I thought it was very early in the morning. That is very early in the morning. Because it began that day. Sometime before daylight, he rose. And we know that Mary and, and Martha and the rest of them came 
and said, who's going to move the stone away? He was already alive way before they got there. You say, how do you know that? Because Sunday starts a whole new week. It starts the feast of the first fruits. He's the first fruits of the dead. So he had to rise on Sunday. He was buried three nights, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. He was rose from the dead on Sunday because it's the first fruits. Now stay with me now. You're going to get all of this together here in just a moment. Then I'm going to review. Jesus, it says here, while he was in the grave, went to paradise. Paradise has two compartments separated by a great gulf face. One for those that have died saved and those that have not. In other words, we call those that are unrighteous hell. And the other one we call paradise. Jesus was not in torment. He came there to take back the keys of hell and death and the grave. We also know in 1 Peter 3, 18, 20, chapter 4 and 6, that Jesus preached unto those spirits, those righteous spirits that held captive. And then he took captive captivity. He led those saints of the Old Testament to heaven. He led them out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then he came back. If the spirit that raised up Christ dwells in us, Romans 8, we shall be raised. That day, that day when Mary saw him, he said, don't touch me. Why? Because he had not taken the blood to You want to look up where he took the saints out of paradise? It's Ephesians 4, 8 through 10. Now, the day of Pentecost. He was there with them 40 days. 40 days. From Sunday, 40 days. He was teaching them the pertaining of the things of the kingdom of God. And then he said, whatever you do, don't leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Then the 50th day from his resurrection, the 50th day from his resurrection, the Holy Ghost fell and filled all of them. Hallelujah. And so let's review quickly. You say, Pastor, this wasn't what you normally do, but I wanted you to understand the events of Passover. You don't know how many times people look at me and ask me questions when did he die? When did he eat the supper? Tell me all about this. Tell me about that. And so I wanted tonight to take time and just right. really share with you the events. All right. Sunday, Palm Sunday, the 10th day of the month of Nisan. He rides into Jerusalem. He casts out the money changers. He heals the sick. He goes back to Bethany. 6 p.m. Sunday, it's Monday now. The next day he comes up, he comes back to Jerusalem. He's hungry. He curses the fig tree because it doesn't have fruit, even though it has leaves. I don't want to be that way. He does more teaching. He does a lot of parables. He begins to solidify his authority. He begins to try to tell the Pharisees, if you don't repent, you will likewise perish. He was trying to get them, even then, to understand who he was. And so that day ended. Tuesday. As he's coming back. To Jerusalem. They notice the withered fig tree. His disciples had already found the room to prepare the Passover. They went and they ate. 
He reveals Judas as the betrayer. He begins to wash the apostles' feet and dry them and say, If that done to me, you do likewise to one another. That's why we have foot washing from time to time and observe the Lord's Supper. He went out after they sung hymns to the garden and there he went through the agony. They arrested him. They took him before Caiaphas, the high priest. He was buffeted, spit upon, mocked. They put him in a pit. The next day, Wednesday, around 6 o'clock. Remember, that's already 12 hours now. That's already 12 hours. Wednesday, he was down there in the deep all that time. They take him before Pilate. Pilate couldn't find any fault with him. Wanted to let him go. Even called him king. But no, they wouldn't have it. The Pharisees riled the people up. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. He opened on his mouth as a lamb, dumb, led to the shears. And there they took him. They beat him. They whipped him. They put a crown of thorns upon him. And there they began to have him go from that place of judgment. The judgment hall. I've been there. All the way to Calvary. Golgotha. He was carrying his own cross. But after a while, he fell under the weight of that, under the heaviness of that, under the heaviness of what had been taking place in his body. Another man was pulled from the crowd, carrying him there at 12 noon. 12 noon, the sixth hour. He was crucified. The earth rumbled and shake. Darkness came upon the earth. Even a centurion said, wow, this truly is the Son of God. This was Wednesday. Are you with me? Wednesday. He knew that when he was coming, when he told the disciples, hey, let's go to Jerusalem. He knew his time was short. He understood he was the Lamb. He understood he had to die. Shed his blood for the Passover, for the atonement, not just to roll it over, but so that we can receive forgiveness forever. And so, when he was crucified, at noon, they gave him vinegar mixed with gall to drink. First he denied it, rejected it, then he drank. He said, it is finished. He gave up the ghost and died just three hours on the cross, just three hours. Of agony, pain, suffocation, heart bursting. He died for us. He died on Wednesday. And then, before 6 o'clock came that evening on Wednesday, Joseph had already acquired permission to get the body, took the body, took it to his own tomb where never a man had laid, placed it, sealed it. Pilate, of course, listened to the Pharisees as they were still complaining. Oh, he said in three days they're going to rise again. So okay, you post guards. He said, you see to it. So they posted their own guards to be sure no one came and stole the body away. So he was there. Wednesday. When it hit 6, became Thursday. He was in the tomb. And so Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, he was in the grave. He was in paradise. He was there 
to take back the authority, the keys. Revelation 1.8 says he has the keys. There he began to preach to those spirits that were held captive. Those saints, those souls. And then he led captivity captive. Wow. And then sometime, sometime on Sunday. Remember Sunday started Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Sometime after that, says very early on the first day of the week. We're automatically thinking 6 o'clock. 5 o'clock. That's why we have sunrise service, not knowing that it could have been at 6.01 p.m. Yeah. I mean, we, we really, if we want to be more biblical about it, we, we could begin to have resurrection service. We'd call it sunrise service, unless you're thinking of the sun. Get it? S-O-N. <laughs> All right. We could have really service, okay, for us, Saturday evening at 6.01 and begin to say, He's risen! Amen. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll start doing. I think we will. Because that's, that's more biblical. That's right. Traditional it is, okay, this way, and that's why we don't everybody come because they can't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. But if we had it at 6.01, we'd have more people here. We'd give them an opportunity to observe the Lord's Supper, maybe have foot washing. We'd have more time. We can still go out to eat and fellowship afterwards. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I think that's what we'll do. That way we can have people come that maybe the sleeping bug is God. <laughs> but sometime between 6.01 Sunday, sometime during that night, he rose. He rose. He didn't just rise as soon as Mary came to the tomb. He was already risen. The stone was already rolled away. The guards were like dead men. I don't know how long it was, but it didn't happen as Mary was coming to the tomb. See, that's something we haven't thought about, most of us. We thought because of tradition, it always happened at the break of dawn. But it didn't. Very early, very early, the Bible doesn't say it's sunrise. Very early on the first day of the week. I want to really emphasize this. So that means biblically sometime at 6.01 p.m. after he rose. That's biblical. You say you've learned something. And then when they came, it was daylight. I don't know what time, but they, they came. Who's going to roll the stone away? It's hard to roll away. Then what they thought to be a gardener. Sir, where have you laid him? And then, of course, Mary. Oh, real bone tie. Don't touch me, Mary. Why? Because of the high priest, he had to take the blood. Listen to me. As the high right. priest, he had to take the lamb's blood and apply it on the mercy seat. So he said, I've not yet ascended to your God, my God. In his humanity, he was talking. And then, once he did that, he came back and told Thomas, because they wouldn't believe unless, Thomas said, unless I can put my hand in his side. Thrust it in his womb. So Jesus come and said, Thomas, here I am. Touch me. Thomas didn't have to then, of course. He said, my Lord and my God. I like that part. My Lord and my God. Just like David in the spirit that called Jesus Lord. Even though he was his son. Even though he was his son. Now I went over this a couple of times. And I normally 
don't do that. But but I wanted you to really get this. I, I, I probably went over it a little fast at the beginning, and you couldn't write that fast. And so it'll be recorded. But, but you need to know. You really do. As an apostolic, you need to know the event of the Passover. It can't be just, okay, it's Easter. Oh, I don't really know when he died. I don't really know when he rose. People want to know. And so now you know, and you can tell right. them biblically what took place. Right. When he cast out the money changers. All right. When he ate the Passover. When he was arrested. We've got to know those things. We've got to know those things. It's very, very important. Now, I've laid this foundation of teaching tonight because Friday, I want to, to build on this because Friday at night with the pastor, I'm going to really go into really what I want to say from this. But tonight was just kind of a, a foundational point that I want to bring because if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand what I'm going to bring you Friday. It really is something we need to live by. It's something we need to put in our life every single day. It's something that we've got to have fresh. That's right. I'll give you a little hint. <laughs> I'll give you a little hint. No, if I give you a little hint, you know, you say, oh, that's, I'm not going to give you a But you're going to like it. You say, well, Pastor, this was a lot of teaching tonight. Yes, and you need teaching. Amen. You need teaching. Can't be all shouting and running. And so sometimes right. you got to sit down and listen and learn and understand that the Bible has certain points that we need to know as apostolics. Right. It's not just the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. There are more to it than that. We've got to go on to perfection, the Bible says. Not laying again repentance unto dead works. So it's important that we understand this timeline of the week of Passover. Because I promise you, a lot of apostolics don't know what I just thought tonight. That's right. They have no clue what's going on. They don't even know. You know, most Christendom don't even understand the days, the Jewish days. They still try to figure this out with our timeline. And you cannot do it. You can't. There are preachers in the denominal world that still don't understand the timeline. They've got to understand. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand the Word of God, That's right. they probably do nothing. And so, that's what I'm supposed to do, is to take time. And tonight was that time. I've been studying today for about four hours off and on. It was a beautiful time. I was right. so busy up until this point that, that the Lord's taken up my slack. He still has to take up my slack. Now, I don't misunderstand. But He has given me some time now to get into the Word of God and to study it. And I am so excited about this. I know that some say, well, don't even think of that. This is good stuff. Amen. It's stuff that we need. It's stuff that we need to teach our children. You know what? And I'm going to say this briefly. Easter Sunday, you might want to take time to set your children down and tell them the timeline. It's very easy to follow in Matthew. You start with Matthew right. and go all the way through it. That's basically what I've done. I pulled in some other scriptures from other places. But you can go from Matthew 20 all the way to 28, and you can see pretty much the timeline of every event that took place. And I'm telling you, it's beautiful. They need to know the story. Of Passover. That's right. You need to take them back to Egypt. And you need right. to take them back. And so you can correlate that. You can reference that. Because that's what it's all about. Our God is so awesome that He keeps His word to the to the A, to the if, to the but. 
I'm telling you, he keeps every minute little part of his word. He had to do it this way because he's a, he's a God that honors his word. That's right. And so this Passover, this Passover coming up, God cherished. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday because God's giving me a message. Now, you don't want to miss Friday either. Friday, night with the pastor because if you don't really get that, and you didn't get this, you're not going to understand Sunday. And I want you to understand it. You know that. And so the Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. Amen. I want you to know we got the air on tonight and it's working beautifully this evening. Amen. And so I think it's going to be just right for everyone. That's what I'm believing. In the name of Jesus, have a good evening this evening. Lord bless you. Amen. Some of them up. Huh? I put some of them up. No, I think you missed no, 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 no,